The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the overlap of marketing, finance, and accounting. Joining us is Vinny Fisher, who's the CEO of Fully Accountable, which is an accounting firm that specializes in e-commerce and digitally-based businesses. Fully Accountable is a full back office accounting and finance done-for-you service that was established to answer the question that faces all business owners. How much money am I actually making in my business? They handle everything from day-to-day accounting to operational and fractional CFO services. Yesterday, Vinny and I talked about why it's all about profit margin and how marketers need to think about how their marketing efforts tie all the way down to the bottom line. And today, Vinny and I are going to talk about growing beyond your shadow as a marketer or a business owner. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Vinny Fisher, CEO of Fully Accountable. Vinny, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Ben, thanks for having me back. I'm glad I made it for day two. Hey, excited to continue our conversation. We covered a lot of ground yesterday in talking about the overlap between accounting and marketing, two segments of business that I think most people don't necessarily put right next to each other. But the reality is that marketers are being increasingly held to a higher standard of not only understanding where their data is coming from, but how it ties to their bottom line. So one of the things that I want to follow up and ask you about yesterday was you talked a little bit about channel envy. How do you think about marketers selecting their channels, understanding what to invest in, how to invest? As your business grows, this tends to change. Talk to me about thinking about what you should be investing in when you're an early stage company and how that changes as you grow. I love that. And actually, thanks for having me on the show again. And we have a gift that my team wanted you guys to have. And we created a a landing page for that at fullyaccountable.com forward slash MarTech. And the reason I'm wanting you to go there, it's all free. It's my best-selling books. And I'm wanting you to go look at CEO's mindset. Whoever wants that, it's yours free. We'll send it to you in this cute little package. But what I want you to realize from there is this idea that businesses have cycles, What you and I do as marketers to really hustle up the first phase of a business is about getting an offer to convert. What's the copy? What's the thing? All these hustle moves. When a business gets into seven figures of annualized revenue, you've now reached rare earth. Only 7% of all companies reach seven figures or a million dollars of annualized revenue. Well, what got you there is side hustle offer creation. 
what's going to take you from the first phase of seven figures up into late stage seven figures and into eight figures is process and people. You actually have to start changing the habit structure of what got you there. So it's going to take you somewhere else. And that's ridiculously hard. So there's the business operation process. You know, at first you're testing, you're iterating, you're figuring out product market fit, you're identifying your customers, you're figuring out your messaging stack, and then you have a different problem as you scale. You got to figure out how to do that, where to pour more gas on the fire. As you start to think about channels yesterday, we talked about channel envy. You have to start small and understand what are the most profitable channels. And then as you get bigger, you start to expand in new channels. So walk me through, you know, if it's all about profit margin and you're starting to think about working with a small team and we just have one or two channels, when do you start to grow? How much do you start to grow? Just walk me through some of the growing pains. One of the struggles with us as small business owners is that the typical finance principles and departments and maturity were all built and designed for bigger businesses. They're the same principles, but the resources deployed are usually for bigger businesses. Well, here's a great principle that big finance talks about. Only deploy 25% of your free cash flow back into capital, meaning deploy resources. Otherwise, you're depleting too much cash out of your business. Well, in direct-to-consumer e-commerce, we deploy so much of our cash back into capital that we actually stretch ourselves thin. And early on, I get it. We got to do that. We're somewhere along the way. We actually have to start practicing a little bit more maturity and not chase all channels at the same time. So if we can be a little bit more mature in the deploying of our own cash and capital, and as we bring things on, we'll actually build a stronger business. We're almost putting everything on red 12, hoping it lands there by throwing everything at it. And our teams can't handle that much distraction all at the same time. Yeah, I think that's good advice. First off, when you're just starting out, you need to think about what are your quickest to monetize channels. And often those end up being paid channels. You know, you're not cultivating marketing strategies that have the highest ROI. You're starting to think about what are the things that have fast returns so you can start to get to the level of scale. And, you know, we talk about profit margin. For me, it is about the amount of investment you have to put in and the pace of return is equally important as the amount of return. So as you start to figuring out what your channels are initially, you're looking for product market fit, you figure out who your customers are, you figure out ways that you can expand into different channels, you start to think about marketing methodologies that take longer time to mature but potentially have a higher ROI Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. 
Mutinex Growth OX. Your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. When do you advise marketers to start to think about either expanding the amount of their operating capital that they put into marketing or starting to cultivate in channels that don't have an immediate return, but have a benefit over a longer period of time? I think of businesses in seasons. And the way I think of a season for my life is five years. And I think of a first and a second half to the season. Each business has this flow and cycle. And one of the problems is if you go a little too fast in the beginning of the season, by the time you get to the end of it, or even the middle of it, you may be too tired. A lot of injuries pile up. You run out of cash. You go too fast. There has to be a cadence to the growth. And when it's time to throw a little bit more on the fire is when you're gaining momentum, not ahead of time. And so most businesses, four out of five of them will go out of business for running out of cash. You know, I was raised as a direct response marketer. Dollar in equals a dollar out, right? I didn't want to go along. You know, my buddy Ryan Dice says, whoever can spend the most money to acquire the customer will ultimately win. Well, if you can go longer in your return for a dollar in, dollar out, you're probably going to be really competitive. The problem is you get this cash flow problem. How long can you tolerate until you run out of cash? That's the struggle that has to be measured constantly as you look to your relationship to spending the dollar to when you get the dollar back. Right. So there's not only a calculation of what the return is from a marketing channel, there's also a dance for when that return happens. And as you mature as a business, you can start to make more bets that are long-term payoffs. It's the equivalent, I called PPC versus content marketing, the difference between eating sugar and broccoli, right? One of them gives you that immediate return. The other one helps you grow strong for the long haul. But when you are desperate for energy, when you're desperate for growth, you can put your money into a place that's going to give you that immediate burst of return as opposed to only focusing on content. Now, there's probably a blend of the two, betting for the long haul, doing things that provide an immediate return as well. Then there's the notion that you raised earlier of the idea of scale, and it's not just a capital problem. It's a process problem. So talk to me about business owners and marketers. We mentioned before, you know, the idea of getting out of your own shadow when do you start to think about replacing yourself? When do you start to think about scaling? We're not just talking about marketing media investment. We're talking about scaling your team as well. Walk me through your thought process of when that's appropriate. I would have realized early on that I had a hero complex. I could think I could fix and solve all problems. So I want to be really clear. I believe in people over process. Now, there are some people who are process people who think of process over people, but I believe in adding good, critical thinking people to my team. So the core values that sit on my company website, if you want to know Vinnie Fisher, go read those. Well, I use that as a way to bring people into my team. So people always say, man, you got killer people. Well, guess what? I learned that that was the biggest secret to being able to add depth to what we do. So when I have really good people doing good things, then I add in management and process to them. 
well, there's a secret sauce that comes together. Where does that start? It starts recognizing that if you want something to grow beyond you, your profit margin is going to go down because you got to pay somebody else. You got to accept that. And along the way, you start taking risks and you start filling in needle moving activities that you can't handle yourself. And you go out and get good people to join your team. Well, that's the risk of growing something beyond you. I hear what you're saying, that there's a blend of people and process, and you're leaning more towards finding great people, allowing them to do their things, and then building in processes. I think the reality is you need both. A great person with no structure and no process is going to struggle to be able to get onboarded and get ramped up, or they're just going to do things their own way that might not jive with the rest of the organization. As you think about, and this is something that I'm struggling with as a business owner, scaling the sponsorship program for the MarTech podcast. Hey, look, I do the content production, the scheduling, the guest outreach, the sponsorship outreach, the management, the marketing. I, I, I wear a lot of hats at this small business. And we have a team of content production experts and editors, and you know they have their own individual roles. But at the point here, I can't just do it all myself. And if I want to grow, I got to hire other people. Yeah, I want to go hire the greatest salesperson in the world to take over sales, but they have to be educated on our process. And then it has to happen at the time where you have enough operating capital and time to be able to manage them. So as you start to think about growing beyond your shadow as a business owner, as a marketer, when you start thinking about getting some of the operational stuff and moving into management, how do you figure out what the right time is and how do you manage that transition? So my chapter two on people, you can find my entire heart on this. And I've had hundreds of people on my team and I do now. And so I would say this. This organic thing called the running a company, it's not easy. I'm not here to suggest it is, but I'll give you some pretty straightforward advice on this. You have to know a lot about yourself as the leader of the company. I am not a good manager. I'm actually quite good in certain technical spots if it's my bailiwick, and I'm quite good on the creative element of if it's in my zone. But I almost never, ever wake up understanding that I have a category of management. I'm a leader, not a manager. Now, what I had to learn early on in business is I need a process-driven manager. You would start out with a project manager title right at my hip because that person would like to improve what's behind me. They don't want to create the new road. We have a motto here at the company. We're okay with walking down a dirt road. It's what Vinny does every day, as long as we pave behind us. So I have pavers on my team who create process. Why? Because real brands deliver consistency. Excellence is delivered through consistency. So the only way to really get there is have managerial parts in your business, but not by me. The mistakes we would have made is I would have raised my hand for managerial roles and it was awful. So we learned not to put me in those spots and take risks putting other people who belong in those spots. Michael Gerber's book on e-myth and other books, including our CEO mindset, it dives into this category of Jim Collins' classic statement, put people in the right spot on the bus and you can build a great work environment. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. I think that having somebody in your organization to be the Lewis and Clark, be the explorer, being somebody who is chopping your way through the forest and then having the rest of the organization being able to figure out which direction they're going, chart, document, you know, map. I can make all sorts of metaphors for this, but it's a lot of what's helped us build the MarTech podcast here is 
I edited the first episode. Then I found an editor and said, I want the edit to be like this. I'm not a great editor. Panos is. You know, we figured out our publishing process. We then hired publishing assistants to go help us to execute against that process. And it is a little bit about understanding when it's time to expand and then also documenting what you're doing that's already working. And I would also say, Ben, that it's this. I'm a parent. So I always say in advice, use your words, not just a temper tantrum. Well, me speaking and amplifying the things that I'm not going to be the best to do for our company, that humility and leadership actually empowers the people who are good at it. Like you just did it naturally in your flow that Thanos is a better editor than you are. Well, he knows that. So he's not going to worry about whether Ben's going to edit it because he's going to take it and run with it. And so a leader needs to amplify the things he shouldn't or she shouldn't be doing so that the people who are best equipped, who actually believe they're a lot, feel invited into doing it for the organization. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do as a marketer, as a manager, as a business owner, as a leader, is understanding what your core skill set is and be able to find people to figure out the process or just take over what you're just not great at doing. Put it this way, I'm not writing a lot of our copy. I'm not a great writer. That's why this is a podcast, not a blog. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Vinny Fisher, CEO at Fully Accountable. In the last part of our interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Vinny and I are going to discuss how to properly track and monitor your cash flow. If you can't wait until your next episode and you'd like to learn more about Vinny, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Vinny Fisher, V-I-N-N-I-E-F-I-S-H-E-R, or you could visit his company's website, which is fullyaccountable.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.